Welcome to Dream Deep. Stories from inside with Molly and Nikki. Together we share stories, interviews, and ideas about what it means to dream deep and live fully. I'm Molly, a mama to three, a wife and owner of a small business in Virginia, Molly Suzanne, a photography company recently expanding to do custom coloring books and acrylic paintings. I'm Nikki Weaver, an artist, a healer, mover, maker, mama to two, wife to one, and currently building work with incarcerated women and women on the outside through a nonprofit called On the Inside, living in Portland, Oregon. All right, we're back. Yay. Hey guys. Um, Nikki and I were just sharing a little bit about what we were going to talk about today. And I think a big thing on both of our hearts is just being vulnerable and being vulnerable to others so we can share our story and get that message out there to people that might be going through similar struggles. However, respecting those that we love in our circle and um, just, you know, being, it's just a scary thing being vulnerable. So we want to talk a little bit about um, kind of going forward. How can we do that? How can we help others yet be respectful to our own hearts and to those around us? So, mm -hmm. so when Nick we started this conversation, Molly, uh, I, I wanted to say that I was like, let's call it the struggle street. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's ride the struggle street. Um, and and it, that just makes me think about like a tram in, in San Francisco, the tram that, or the trolley that goes up and down the street of like struggle is just a part of our life. It's a given yeah. and, and we get on and off it all the time. And um, yeah, yeah, and maybe how we approach struggle and how we, how we choose vulnerability in our lives. Because Sometimes, um, you know, at work, working in theater, you want to be vulnerable and you spend like years, hours, many a classes training to find vulnerability. And, and that yeah. can look like a physical softness that can look like a, emotional, you know, awareness. Um, but it yeah. also can look, uh, I, I think vulnerability can also appear as toughness, you know, uh, of how do we hold yeah. our, our shit together when life is falling apart. Um, yeah. and, and, and vulnerability, I think... Uh, something that I think about it with it is, is how we choose to share it. And sometimes it smacks us in the face by surprise and we, you know, start crying or, or weeping or screaming when we don't want to, or don't mean to. Um, yeah. and, and other times it can show up in tenderness with our partners or families, or when we least expect it, listening to a piece of music or, or watching a movie or, I, yeah. I was watching the Oscars this past weekend and I just started like weeping when this uh, director, I, I can't remember his name, but mentioned that right before they shot the film, his daughter had been killed in a car accident oh and they, you know, back and forth, right. Uh, uh, of whether they would continue to shoot the film or not. And mm. it, it was so, it caught me so by surprise the way he brought it up, the way he mentioned it. And then in the face of vulnerability, he carried on. And even though he oh. was holding back tears and, and weeping, I mean, I was weeping loudly. I was like, Brian, come in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, oh. it was so 
I kept saying to Brian, it was so startling the way he, he shared that part of himself with the world and, um, and, and how when other people open up to vulnerability, it often allows us to as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and I think that that's really refreshing to see when people, even though it's very scary, especially people that are more in the limelight and Hollywood, people that are seen and everything, everything they do almost is seen. That could be very very scary thing and probably uncomfortable at times to get used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, how do you honor yourself and your family yet, yet share that? And because that touches my heart, just hearing that Mm -hmm. and to, to know that it's okay when you're not okay, it's totally fine to honor your feelings. Um, and I think that that's extremely healing. I think that's why speaking out loud even is just very healing. Speaking with a friend or a therapist, whoever it might be, is extremely healing. I tend to internalize things. So I have this like internal conversation with myself and I think I've discussed it and worked it out, but I really haven't mm-hmm. because I haven't actually voiced it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so how can we, how can we voice that and be vulnerable with, with those that we love and maybe those that we don't know um, and, and trust that process? I, I, lo- I love that, Molly, that you haven't really voiced it yet. It makes me think back to my own journey. I think towards wanting to practice more vulnerability in my life was um, was really not having a voice for a long time. And, and some of it could have been suppression from childhood, from trauma, you know, whatnot. But, but mm-hmm. I think it was not what I chose. I never chose to speak. I always chose to listen, to, to stand in the back of the room, to watch. You know, I, I had a lot of awareness. I remember being told as a kid, you know, as I got older, but it took me a long time to figure out how to find my voice. And, and I think... Mm-hmm. When we start to practice using our voice, one of the things just to tap into what you were saying, what am I feeling and can I, can I not be okay and share that is yeah. um, one of the practices that I often teach or share um, and this is with people in theater, or, uh, friends, I mean, incarcerated women, all, all of it is to once a day write down or name out loud for yourself three things that you feel, you know, and, and, and just to notice at the end of the day have you said anger like five times? Have you, have you, have you, have you changed? Have you moved from anger to calm to, to sort of joy? Like what are the feelings that you can name? And one of the interesting things I've found over the years is writing it down, even on a scrap bit of paper or in a journal or in a notebook. Cause when we can see what our experience is that we internalize, then we can do something about it. Then we can change. Oh, the pattern. Yeah. And, um, and especially, you know, like working in theater, I often talk about it as like a rainbow. We all have these rainbows of feelings, of emotions that fly through our bodies. And if we're able to move from joy to pain and, and then back again, we really get to experience the fullness of our lives. And not all of those things are things we want to feel, but right. they're things that make up a human life. And um, so anyway, for me, that's been a, a helpful practice is putting things on paper, just three. So keep it simple, three yeah. on paper in your journal. And then sometimes side by side, I've asked people to write 
next to those, a list of the things that you want to feel. So you, mm. you feel joy once a day and then next to it, maybe that's what you want to feel all the time or more often than mm. anger. And so mm. to see side by side, like this is what I want in my life and this is what is actually happening for me in my life. Again, wow. gives us gives us, I think, the awareness to to change, right? To to yeah, um, yeah. those are things I that I've been that. thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And one analogy I learned a class I took, they talk about the car of life, and you're driving, and you've got your emotions in the background. So they're like, oh, I'm pissed off. Oh, I'm so sad today, you know, and, but they don't drive. They're not driving your car of life. However, to honor them and to let go of them. And then, like you said, to know where do I actually want to be and why am I, why am I having these emotions and how can I best handle these and create the life that I want for myself? Because I think a lot of times growing up, we see a certain pattern of our parents and we have conditioning and we think, oh, this is sort of the way I should do it. Or this is the way that feels comfortable because this is how I grew up. But how can you separate yourself and say, this is what feels right for my life and, and finding that voice to say, I want this for my future, for my family, for my people in my circle. Um, and how can I help other people get to that point that they feel scared or they feel uh, shunned by certain people or they don't feel like they can have that voice um, and maybe even being a voice for them and an advocate for them for a while to be like, hey, you can do this. It feels really scary. Like I, for example, um, I gave up alcohol almost two years ago and I didn't like feeling my feelings, you know, I didn't like, I wanted to numb my feelings. I wanted to just be, um, I wanted to shut that voice up in my head. And so I turned to alcohol and to me, I saw it progressively getting to be not a healthy thing in that I was numbing my feelings and now feeling everything hundred percent and being so clear-minded has given me the opportunity to say, and be strong and say, these things don't feel comfortable. And it's really scary to feel my emotions. However, I now can deal with them in a healthy way. Mm, I love that, Molly. Yeah, I love that. I, I think about, um, I, I have a lot of alcoholics in my family and, and, and also addiction, you know, and, and I do think as I process it, um, my own struggle comes from years ago of eating disorders, you know, and using eating disorders food, right, as a way to, um, to numb the pain, to to, yeah. to take myself out of whatever was happening in my life and to sort of have a, have a, uh, a focus, a focus point. Um, sure. And, and how now I find, you know, finding yoga was re really by accident, R running also a little bit by accident, but those practices brought me back to my body you know, and then, and over the years, that practice of like coming back to my body, I've translated to coming back home, you know, and, um, and, and in this practice of like coming back home is really acknowledging, right, what you speak to, what am I feeling right now? Um, and, and in a lot of the work I've been doing, I call it rather than saying, how are you today? It, it's, it's a, a check in, you know, 
what am I feeling emotionally today? What, what do I need spiritually, you know? And, and, and sometimes also a practice of just like acknowledging our five senses. What do I see? I see Molly. What do I taste? I taste my coffee. What do I hear? I'm hearing the trees. Sometimes that practice of, um, just naming your sort of five senses or reconnecting to them, whatever's in front of you can pull me back, um, into a place where I can practice vulnerability of like, what am I listening to seeing what is here now, rather than spiraling into the future or patterns of addiction or wishing I was somewhere else. Um, So true. Yeah. And just kind of grounding yourself to, I think nature, we're all designed to be grounded to mother earth and to our spiritual, whatever that path means for anyone. And I don't, I love accepting everyone for what path they take to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a a big thing is feeling that you can share with someone that isn't going to have a explanation or isn't going to try to fix you and can, can hear where you're coming from and Mm -hmm. being that safe space. And I want to be that for my children Mm-hmm. And I want them to literally be able to tell me anything, even if I'm like, that was a stupid choice, <laughs> but I love you anyways. And you can talk to me about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's a hard thing for a lot of the people um, because they feel that they will get hurt by it and mm-hmm. they have to feel their feelings. And I know it's not comfortable for a lot of people to feel their feelings. And I think that's why our society is really big on kind of numbing, you know, numbing your feelings in different, in different avenues. Drink more, eat more, supersize me. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's crazy how that works, but it's also, it's the world we live in, in our culture we live in. So how can we embrace that, but yet get back to the earth and get back to connecting with human beings in a very safe and a very vulnerable way. (laughs) That makes me think, you know, Molly, you, you touched a little bit on like nature and, and I also think kids and animals, like anything that, um, that is present, you know, and when we're in nature, we're often present. We, We can see wind blowing. We can feel the sun on our face. Kids have that, you know, amazing, exhausting ability to just be 100% present because they're not fixated on gadgets. Well, well, hopefully if they don't have a gadget on them. Um, (laughs) Mine are a little bit, but. (laughs) Mine are totally uh, not present right now. They're in their gadget (laughs) world. but yeah, that, that presence and same with animals, you know, they, they want to walk, they want to eat, they, they're pooping, whatever they're doing, you know, yeah. they're, they're in their bodies. And, um, yeah, the this, this sense of feel our feelings. Sometimes I think about, and I ask people, one of the simplest ways to sort of reconnect is, are you hot or cold? You know, mm, pick, pick, up, pick up something that feels warm or feels hot, you know, put your fingers <laughs> under running water or hold a cube of ice in your hand. And, you know, immediately then we have to, we feel that right away. Um, and, and I think that the practice of you speak to feeling our feelings, you know, in, in the theater world, that's easier said than done, not always comfortable, but easier said than done. Um, and, and it makes me think about in the feeling of our feelings, how we practice using our voice. Um, and at yeah. least theater 
a lot of times you practice using your voice, saying somebody else's text, saying somebody else's words. And so there is a lot of like self-examining that has to happen. Like, would you say that to this person? What would you really want to say? And um, I think the practice of using our voice, I often think of that right now too, in terms of like being a woman, what, what does that mean? Have our voices yeah. been suppressed by our own choosing, by the culture, by our upbringing, by the communities that we surround ourselves in? And um, the practice, at least of using my own voice, it's scary, right? To say what yeah, you want, scary. say what you need, to, to apologize, to ask for help. And um, for me, sometimes I recognize that I spend more time writing things down, even just in bullet point, before I'm able to speak them aloud. And that that's helped me find over the years more specificity, but also maybe a freedom too in being clear and being direct <laughs> and yeah, being, yeah. being direct, right, Molly, in, in naming a feeling, hey, you've really hurt me. Hey, I, I'm really mad at you right now can also be um, intimidating and scary for someone sure. else to hear. And so sure. I, I think I've spent maybe the last few years sort of really looking at that internalize, internalizing it for myself mm -hmm. and sort of reckoning with when I have a feeling, how much of it do I need to say out loud to process with another person, uh, whoever that might be, and how much of it do I just need to name for myself? Um, and yeah, I don't yeah. have any, I don't have an answer, but just the 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 clarity in naming it for myself sometimes has brought me more peace of mind than having the conversation out loud. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wow? That's really profound. I love, I love that because it resonates with me specifically because <laughs> I catch myself when I'm having a conversation, I will say, I need to go write that down. Mm. And it's almost like my way of being like, I need to write this down so I can process it and then know what feels safe to be able to share. Mm. And, and I think if that's, you know, a step towards being able to say, hey, I'm having some anxiety right now. And I think this is why it is. And it's not because I don't love you or that I don't care for you as a person. However, it's scary to say it, but this is causing me some anxiety. And because of my past and because of things I've gone through, I think that it is very, it's, it's a very vulnerable, vulnerable place for me specifically. So I can only imagine with different people's walks of life and different trauma, different stories, different things they've gone through, you know, that's not an easy, that's not an easy path to take. It's, mm. it, it is actually easier to just bury it, but then eventually it comes up and it can rear its ugly head and manifest physically, um, emotionally can be very um damaging to your heart and to your body and so how can we speak the truth and have that backbone and have that voice but yet being in a kind way and in a loving way well and that makes me think too molly about like all of us i believe are doing some form of inner work you know, mm -hmm. whether we're, we're doing the inner work of journaling or work with a therapist or, um, or, or, you know, digging into our family history, our ancestry, 
Um, but, but I think that all of us come, whether we like it or not, with a bag, you could call it a bag of tricks or a bag of crap or a bag of poop, <laughs> you know, that, that, we're, that we're constantly sorting through, you know, and yes. sort of like fleshing out and rinsing off and, you know, putting away again. Yeah. And, and, and the people that I'm closest to, I'm able to, you know, say it out loud. Hey, I come, I come with a lot of fear of abandonment. Um, yeah. I'm going to try my best to not project it onto you, but you know, when you let me down, I, I think about that and I wonder <laughs> what you've done to deserve that or why it happens over and over again. And it's, yeah. I know it's not personal, Molly, right? It's not on you. It's my, my, my baggage and I'm working through it. But just so you know, that's like what I come with, you know, yeah. because we're not built with warranties, but we're built with a lot of imperfections and, um, I think recognizing that, that, that we're all doing inner work, hopefully that I, I believe to be true to better ourselves, but um, yeah. Absolutely, that's, that's so true. And to be able to voice that is really strong because I would say me personally, I'm still not to that point. Like mm -hmm. I will even tell people, I don't think I could tell, I don't think I could actually verbalize that to this person in this moment. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and that's hard. <laughs> it's not, but, an I, easy but I think that's, um, I think that's like a perfect place to be too, Molly. Right. I mean, I say this to our girls and, and, you know, also to myself as I'm processing a relationship or, or something that's caused me pain, mm -hmm. I think, do I need to say this out loud? to that person, mm -hmm. you know, or do I, do I write a letter that I never hand to them? Um, that's, that's really powerful. I mean, because then though, right, Molly, maybe then one day, maybe you do want to say it out loud to them, or maybe you want to yeah. re read the letter out loud to them, but maybe you never do. Um, yeah. I, you I know. think that's true. That That's so true because, you know, you kind of have to think, say it's to someone that's older and they're coming to the end of their life and and you're like you've really hurt me but like is that healing for them is that I don't think it, it always is and so I think but I think for our honoring ourselves and saying hey you know this I need to let this go and maybe that's speaking with a therapist maybe that's speaking with someone close to you and just saying I just need to voice this out loud and say it and I forgive that person or, you know, say they've caused you pain. I forgive that person. However, I don't think it would be healing for either of us to share that face-to-face. -face. Does that make sense? It definitely know. does. Yeah. And, and it makes me think, Molly, um, uh, coming back to this idea of vulnerability, I often think about, um, I think of myself as a pretty open book, pretty vulnerable um, <laughs> I've spent years trying to not be more vulnerable <laughs> and cr crying my way through plenty of, plenty of rehearsals and conversations. But, um, but, but I, but I think what I've come to love about vulnerability is that sometimes it totally surprises us. And then we also get to choose who we give our vulnerability to, you know, mm. that it doesn't have to be, I'm an open book for the entire world. Um, right. We get to choose what we share on social media with a close friend with a stranger we we choose that level of vulnerability a lot of the time you know yes. unless, unless we're in a place where we're where we're pretty undone and we we do yeah. open up um 
Yeah. But what are some of your practices around vulnerability? I would say one of the biggest practices for me personally is being able to name it out loud to those people that I love in my circle, whether that's my husband, Brad, specifically my mom, my dad, um, you know, the kids, I think that that's kind of my circle right now. And I, and at this point in my life, I've sort of made my circle somewhat small just because I've been very hurt in the past being vulnerable, maybe being too vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so I think just being able to say, I have anxiety right now because uh, this scares me and it makes me want to run away from it. And that's typically my go-to is I'm going to just bolt. If I feel threatened or if I feel hurt, I just, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to address it. I just want to run it in that might be emotionally run away or physically. I just want to take a drive and forget about it. Um, but I think just being able to sit with that and pause with that and, you know, feel the uncomfortable feelings is a good practice for me personally. What about you, Nikki? Yeah, I love that. Well, really writing that list of feelings or, or words down because sometimes I'm not able to speak them out loud right away, but if I can mm -hmm. sort of see them or process them throughout the day, um, I, I found that helpful to sort of make the transition or make the leap from, God, I'm sitting with so much grief today. Like, I wish I felt more peace around letting this thing or person go. Th then it helped me see it on paper to be able to move towards it um, yeah I, I think the process of vulnerability also to time alone you know and, and I, I'm one of those people Molly that likes to run or walk and sort of talk to the trees so lots yeah. of times I've had I've had full conversations out loud to myself <laughs> you know as yeah. in, in the wee hours of the morning about what I need to say or share <laughs> with this person or in this room of people um, and that's been helpful, you know, to then be able to come home and be like, okay, I, I feel a little yeah. better prepared as to what I need to do or say. It's going to be hard, but it's only going to take an hour of my time, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Those have been, yeah, two practices. But I think, yeah, what you speak to, naming it, sometimes writing my feelings, emotions has helped me then name the thing, name the elephant. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can definitely relate to that with running, walking. Um, I don't run as long as you do these days, but <laughs> no, now I'm back to my turtle running. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I would totally agree. And there's times that I'll be talking to myself and Brad's like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to yourself? Are you just thinking out loud? Okay, cool. <laughs> so I think I, that's, I can totally relate. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and even I notice it with our girls, right? When they're bickering with each other, I'll sort of say, all right, we're going to hit pause. And they sort of look at me. And then I say, <laughs> is there anything either of you needs to say out loud to each other? And lots of times it's like a head shake. Really? <laughs> and, and then I'll say, okay, great. We're going to take five minutes. And then I would like you to say something to each other in five minutes, you know, and it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm sorry, or the apology, but sometimes it's the opportunity, right? To take the pause and then to say, yeah, it really annoyed me when you broke my Lego structure, <laughs> whatever yeah, it is. Right. Um, but, but, but the trying to create the space for the opportunity to share or give feedback. Um, yeah. 
that's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to, I've been trying to put that in, I think Molly, to more parts of my life, into meetings, into, um, into conversations with kids, into, you know, people I'm meeting for the first time, to trying to create this space for, um, I guess, for the feedback or the response. I love that. So, that's awesome. Very cool. I think that that's very healing for other people too. I've found that with new friendships that I've cultivated here recently, I'm a giver and a pleaser. So I want to be like, Oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll get this. I'll handle that. I'll, you know, but then there's this friend that I, she's amazing and she's been, you know, taking my son to the skate park and I'm like, what can I do for you? You know, I, I feel like, cause I, I really love to give. And I think that's something that's in my being. And she's like, no, it's all good. This is actually healing for me because my son has a buddy and they moved from, you know, out of state. And so it's, but, but see, just being vulnerable and that, that in itself is like, oh, that felt so good. And so I think just being able to, to voice it out loud is, is great for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it, hopefully it also helps them like open the pathway towards, towards better, clear communication, you know? Um, yes, that's true. Which is hard, you know, and, and in, the, in the practice, right? Molly of vulnerability, just recognizing that not everybody wants to show up vulnerably. Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't, you know, and we've talked about this before of like smile through it, you know? Yeah. Everything yeah. is always fine and A-okay, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and at some point, um, I get very tired of that, and, you know, and I start to try and look through the cracks and figure out what's really going on. But um, oh yeah, for sure. But for sure. but but who we surround ourselves with matters. Who we offer our vulnerability to matters, and whether our vulnerability is something we practice on our own or with those closest to us, or that we share with the world, out loud, yeah. books, social media. That that um, ultimately we we choose how we show up. So. That's anyway, so it's a practice, a practice that I want to stay committed to vulnerability. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and me too. And I learn from other people. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about being vulnerable is you're always learning. Even your children. I think you can learn so much from your children because they, they don't have that built-in conditioning and ego yet. It's like, they're just true to who they are in that moment and their feelings and their body and it's it's a beautiful thing well and if you're listening and you don't have children molly and i are happy to ship our children out to you so you can have an instant practice <laughs> of vulnerability <laughs> yes ma'am <laughs> i always say that to friends of ours of like oh if you're feeling you know disconnected or lost like just hang out with my kids for an hour <laughs> they will go. make you insane happy joyful frustrated in 10 minutes <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So true. So well, true, Nick. I love it. Is there anything else, Molly, you want to add today before we do a little centering? Any, anything you want to say, share, close with? I would say just to anyone listening to just be true to who you are. And even if that's uncomfortable, it's healing in the end. Mm, that's great. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just to add, I'll say um, vulnerability. There's a wonderful TED talk Brené Brown gives. Also, any of her books, she taps on and touches into a lot of aspects of vulnerability and shame. She's a great resource for um, listening, understanding, and, and reading more about vulnerability. Um, I also think about uh, Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote How the Body Keeps the Score, who really yes. looked at how trauma lives. I just read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and more surprises, yeah, from, from that coming soon. But uh, yeah, also sort of looking at how we open to vulnerability or, or hide from it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening today. We'll do a little bit of centering here to close us out. Um, so the opportunity, wherever you are, you're welcome to soften your eyes. Uh, if you feel comfortable closing them, you're welcome to do so. And if you're standing, you might like to allow your feet to land somewhere underneath your hips. If you're sitting, you might like to let your knees land somewhere in front of your hips with your feet planted on the floor or maybe coming down onto your back. And then take a moment wherever you are to just reach your arms out to your side body. You might eventually stretch them out up towards your shoulders, maybe eventually up and overhead. So you're just really allowing yourself to take up space here today. And just notice how slow or quickly the arms start to rise. Opportunity to breathe as though your life depended on it, because it does. And then on the exhale, just slowly pressing the air, the palms away from your body. So almost as though you're creating a big circle of space with your hands, your arms. And slowly letting your arms come back towards your legs, towards your hips. And you're welcome to do this as slowly or as quickly as you like today. Your inhale, a sense of reaching the arms out and up, maybe all the way up and overhead, maybe just towards your side if you're working with shoulder or neck pain. And then keep coming back to your breath. So that opportunity that you're using the arms to simply clear space. And the breath is just an extension of your movement. The inhale, the arms go up. Your own exhale, the arms go down. And do this sitting, standing, laying on the floor. And then as you inhale, I'm gonna add here a little bit of this practice of vulnerability. I want you to start to think of the words, I am. And every time you inhale, I want you to inhale, I am blank, fill in the blank. Might be strong, might be calm, might be angry. And then on the exhales, you turn the palms away from your body and press the hands back down towards the earth. I want you to just exhale that out of your body. So inhale, each time you inhale, I am, fill in the blank. Might be the same word over and over again. Might be something different. And the exhale, the palms turn away from the body and you're just clearing space. So sometimes nice to breathe out through the nose, sometimes the mouth. This practice of visualizing the statement, I am. And exhale to breathe it out. And super simple but profound thing as Molly stated earlier today. And the exhale, a practice of release. 
So there's this practice, this ability that we can start over. So if it's anger that you're facing today, the exhale is your opportunity to just start to release it. You might still feel it, but it's the beginning of change, the beginning of creating space for something else to come into the body. It might be joy or happiness. And maybe as you exhale, you're swimming into it. Yeah. This practice of creating space for something else to arrive. Just notice if the arms are getting tired. Maybe you've stopped moving the arms and you're really just breathing the words in and exhaling the words out. I am. Naming a feeling, an emotion, a practice that you want to carry with you moving into your day. And two more. Full inhales, you reach up. I am. Full exhale, full release as the arms come back towards the earth. Taking your last one here as slow or as quick as you like. And as the hands come back to your side body, you might place one hand on the heart today, maybe one hand on the belly. And this opportunity to just sink into your breath, softening the face, the brow, the jaw. And then just noticing the words that just swam through your body. Same word over and over again, maybe a whole bunch of words. Amazing thing about being human, this idea that we have rainbow of things we experience in our life. Just two more breaths here today. This practice of gratitude for allowing the breath to come in and out and being here with us. And for acknowledging whatever it is that you're experiencing today. And just letting the judgment drop away and allowing the corners of the mouth to float towards the ears. This practice of smiling into your next step. You might like to keep the eyes softened or slowly beginning to flutter the eyes open again. Thank you so much for joining Molly and I. Yes, thank you guys. It's just as healing for us as it is for hopefully you all. <laughs> I second that. Um, we hope you'll join us next time and have a wonderful day, evening, wherever you're headed. Bye guys.